Joe Burrow has once again suffered a setback in training camp. Looks like a calf injury will cause Burrow to miss some time. That's the big story coming out of Bengals training camp. Day number two. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. He covers the Bengals at allbengals.com and here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. And I'm here on Lockdown Bengals, where we have you covered every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We come in every day, which means you don't miss a single episode of Lockdown Bengals or a first listener and or maybe do both. Those of you that make us your first listen every day, we really appreciate it. All of you and James, we're going to start on a bit of a downer note. There was some good news for the Bengals today as well in the form of a Trey Hendrickson extension. And we'll talk about what that means and what that means could be coming next later in the show. But obviously we're starting with Joe Burrow's injury rolling right after a play broke down relatively late in practice. Joe Burrow took a step with his right leg, the calf already in a compression sleeve. And when it was time for that right leg to come back down for his next step, he was pulling up as if something had gone wrong. There was an injury. We don't know the exact details of the injury, but reports on Thursday evening where the Joe Burrow has suffered a calf strain. That means that at least as of the time of recording, we've heard no indication that Achilles tendon is involved, nothing too severe, nothing too long-term. We don't know the severity of the calf strain, if that diagnosis is indeed confirmed. But as of the time of recording, James, we're we're under the impression that this is a calf strain for Burrow, which will cause him to miss some amount of time TBD. It's a calf strain. And so, uh, honestly, you can breathe a sigh of relief. I think that's where we start because a lot of people went to the nightmare scenarios and the doomsday scenarios. And I get it. I do. I mean – even even me, the first thing, it's like, one, can this guy get a break and actually have a, a normal off-season training right. camp preseason? Uh, and then the second thing was, man, if it is that disaster scenario, what awful luck. Like, I went there right away as a Cincinnatian. Like, what awful luck. And, and that's the wrong way to think. I'm not really like that. <laughs> I try not to be. I think that's but, – but it went there. And so I think first things first. The Bengals avoided disaster here. We're not talking about season. We're not talking about months. We're not talking about a, a year, depending on what injury you're thinking of there. And I'm not going to go into them, but that part of it's like, whew, all right. So what are we talking about? You're right. It's a calf strain. And that means you're not going to see Joe Burrow this preseason. There is a 0.0% chance I will eat a 1,000 built Bars on camera if he plays in the preseason, it's just not going to happen. And uh, because you can't risk it now. And, and we can talk about him having that sleeve on, but it was just such a basic play. I watched him go much harder mm-hmm. in individual drills through the, the dummies today and, and just throwing, going through his warm up, uh, planting right on that calf because I was like, why does he have that on? And so I wanted to watch him and he was accelerating, stopping, starting. Like there was no issue. And so the rollout play, it, it was even 
honestly slower than that. And, and I just think he wanted to roll out and make a throw and, and obviously pulled up lame and started hopping. So it's, um, you really feel the impact of Joe Burrow when he goes down like that because I it was the story. There's five or six television cameras outside of this room doing their stand-ups right now. I mean, it's uh, it's wild down here at Paycor right now, but it, it does appear like the Bengals avoided disaster. And so from that aspect, today is a, a big sigh of relief. It still sucks. I hate that he's not going to be able to face live pass rush before he faces Miles Garrett and the Browns. But that's the reality we're looking at now is is Joe Burrow missing a, a substantial amount of training camp, if not all of training camp. And I, I, like I said, would be shocked if he played in the preseason, even yeah. if he is cleared to practice between now and the end. Sorry, go ahead. It's just a huge bummer that he's missing training camp again. I think he's a guy that really benefits from getting those live reps in. There's a reason that he was scrambling on that play is because you treat when it, when a play breaks down in training camp, when you're practicing, you treat it as if it's a real play and he's doing what he does. He's trying to extend the play, get Mm -hmm. outside the pocket and, and find a way to make a big play out of that or, or or at least gain positive yards in that situation. And it's just, we've been talking about it for days and every time I'm knocking on wood and, and pausing so that everyone can hear me audibly doing that. When we talk about, is he, is he finally going to have that healthy training camp and, Again, we're going to be deprived of at least some period of time of Joe Burrow in practice, which is pretty pretty miserable news. You're right, there's a sigh of relief. But generally speaking, like day two of camp, it's a hot day. He's wearing the sleeve. He injures the, the muscle that appears to be, you know, some sort of treatment applied to going into the practice. And it's just... Can he just catch a break? You're, you and I were on the same page there. My first thought was, man, can this guy catch a break and mm-hmm. just have a normal training camp? Yeah, just- I, I would love to see it because I think he would be that much better. I do think there is value in it. That, like, There's a reason for years that quarterbacks wanted to be out there. Tom Brady wanted to be out there, wanted those reps. He wants those reps. And he wasn't going to get many anyways. Like, Does it matter a ton? It may matter in the first half against Cleveland. And I think that's where we need to go is, will he be out there? I think that's the question now. When will he be back? Will he be 100% when he has mm-hmm. to face Miles Garrett and face a, an, a pretty darn good, at least on paper, pass rush for the Browns? I think that's a, a real question. At least he'll be able to lift and eat normally compared to last year when he missed time with the appendix. Like At least there's not an inherent – Oh, you're going to lose 10 pounds because you can't eat food because you've had an open uh, abdomen surgery affecting your digestive tract and you can't lift because you're on bed rest for a few days. Like he can still do some things. I'm sure that he's going to get all the best treatment possible and go through all the best rehab stuff that's available to him. But Sam Hubbard talked about his experience with a calf strain last year. He missed a couple of games. Hopefully that's all it is, right? Is is that it's just a couple of weeks? That that would be, I think, probably best case is that it's a very mild calf strain and and that he heals quickly and and gets back on the field sooner than later. But we we don't know the severity of the calf strain yet, like I mentioned. And these injuries have a wide range of of recovery timeframes depending on that severity. Yeah, they do. And um, the the thing is, is you can reactivate them 
pretty easy. It's a soft tissue injury. It's much like a, a hamstring. It's easy to, right. to, to paint, paint the two together. Um, so that, that's why I, I rule out preseason. Like even if, even if he's feels really good in two weeks, okay. You throwing him out there against Atlanta the next week, you, you suiting him up yeah. in that final preseason game. Like I just, I just can't see it. And so we're just over six weeks away from the start of the regular season. So hopefully he gets plenty of valuable reps in, but like, I don't think he's playing against the Packers, like in, in the, the joint practice. Like I, I just don't. And that, that really stinks. That, that's also like less than two weeks away. Right. Or maybe it's yeah. about two weeks, away, 10 days away, something like that, because it's when I'm in Cincinnati. So can't be that far away. I'm, I'm there next week. So it, it's, it's a shame. Hopefully he gets better quickly. When we have more information about this injury, of course, we will, we will cover it. We'll let people know that's the most up-to-date information that we have at this point in time. Uh, the only other injury note before we talk about Trey Hendricks' ex- extension and, and other uh, training camp day two takeaways, which we'll get to, is uh, Terrell Basham also left the field with looks like an ankle, I think. It was, it was another lower leg injury where he was carted off, and so we'll see what's going on with Basham as well. But there was some good news. And we will get to some of the good news that happened today and and what it means because Trey Hendrickson signed a one-year extension. We have scant details, but some details available about what that extension looks like for Trey Hendrickson and what that might mean for some of the other extensions the Cincinnati Bengals are working on here this summer. We'll get into that conversation coming up next. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And when top-tier quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023. There's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your lineups every week. Driving a sleeker Jaguars offense that now features wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence has top five scoring upside as a QB one. Expect Lawrence to keep living up to his immense arm and athletic talent to cruise to production that builds off his hot finish to last season. Vinny Iyer, from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll Make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating to your ride that needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's get to some good news on a day that is challenging for Bengals fans in many ways. Trey Hendrickson signing a one-year extension with the team kind of caught me by surprise today, James. 
if yep. I'm being totally honest with you, not the TH initialed player that we had been discussing as, as an extension candidate. In fact, it's not too long ago that some, and also on this podcast, we discussed the, the possibility that Trey Henderson could be a future cap casualty next year. I didn't think that was very likely. And apparently the Bengals agreed and, and have a, agreed with Trey Hendrickson to a one-year extension. We don't have the full details, the, the exact precise details of this detail available of, of this deal available yet, but we do have some information about it at this point. And honestly, this is more of a quote unquote traditional restructure, even though there's an extension attached to it, than Joe Mixon's quote unquote restructured deal was at least very likely. There's some signing bonus involved here. And probably what's happened is they've taken Trey Hendrickson's salary for this year, converted it to signing bonus to save uh, by Andre Perota's estimation, roughly $4 million if they chose to do that against the cap this year at the expense of some cap in future years where Trey Hendrickson's cap number will go up next year and obviously will exist now in two years because they'll still be under contract on the one-year extension. So big implications here, but let's first, James, I've been talking for a minute in a row. What, what's your ta- initial takeaway on, on the Trey Hendrickson extension? Two takeaways. First one, the Bengals marry Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard together. Obviously, they believe that Trey Hendrickson is a high-end pass rusher when they got him. They were ecstatic about his ability to get to the quarterback. He has 22 sacks in his first two seasons, back-to-back Pro Bowls. So you keep a guy probably for the rest of his prime with this deal, and you marry Hendrickson and Hubbard. They're both under contract through 2025. So that's the first thing. You keep an elite pass rusher. Second thing is, is you mentioned it, $4 million bucks in cap space. You knew when this came out that it was going to lower his current cap number, and, and that was kind of something that we expected to be baked in. And, and the reason that is so significant is because it gives them more flexibility. It's like the Bengals front office is doing doing yoga right now, Jake. Shout out to you, yoga instructor, because th- that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to get more flexibility for who? Well, obviously, Joe Burrow is still getting paid. I know some have asked about that. That man is still getting paid. This does not change that one bit. T. Higgins is obviously on the docket. Logan Wilson is on the docket. And so, yeah, I think that uh, this just gives them more money to play with, more flexibility as they try to swim with the big fishes and get a lot of these big contracts done, mainly Burrow and Higgins, but certainly Wilson is on the list as well. You know what eats big fishes? Maybe. I don't know what tigers actually eat. Bengal tigers. They're big enough. And when they're playing the enough. dolphins. Yeah. Are, are the dolphins a fish? I, th- I think. They're a mammal. I don't know. The one-year extension. Is there a fish mascot in the NFL? Who am I missing? Is there one? There's got to be one, right? There's some marlins, but that's baseball. Yeah. Okay. The uh, details we do the best best chance, the best chance of me saying it was dolphins. It was the right one to use. Go ahead. The details we do have about what details. I just want to keep interrupting you. Extension are one year, obviously adds one year to the deal. He'll turn 31 in that additional year of the deal. And so they'll have him for through his age 31 season, essentially. He will get $21 million in new money, $5 million of that very likely, uh, a signing bonus that it will be a cash raise for him in 2023, plus additional $16 million very likely in 
that as salary in 2025 2024 remains unchanged and if they do convert his salary this year to signing bonus along with the five million dollar signing bonus that we're assuming is the new money for 2023 that means you're going to see cap hits for Trey Hendrickson in the next few years be quite high. I think it's going to be around $20 million for cap hits for Trey Hendrickson for the remainder of his contract. So that is something that we'll have to see how exactly they've structured the future of the deal. If there are any base reductions in 2024 or not, if they've done anything to massage the future cap here, but at least for this year, very, very likely and, and perhaps by the time you're listening to this, we've had uh, full details come out and, and we can talk about, talk about it a little bit more. Looks like a restructure in a lot of ways, James, in, in that they've taken base salary very likely and spread it across the next couple of years here to create space in 2024, 2023, sorry. And, well, why would they do that, dot GIF, uh, that, that you shared earlier today? Uh, there, there's a pretty there's a pretty simple answer. It has to do with T. Higgins. The the details around that, just to keep using that word, probably have to do with a really big signing bonus coming for T. Higgins and Joe Burrow, and they need space in 2023 to make that work. But this, to me, seems like a pretty clear sign, and maybe it's unrelated, but seems pretty clearly related to T. Higgins' future in Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. I think they're giving themselves enough flexibility to where they can use the cap space this year to lower those numbers a bit in the future. So when they do go to pay Jamar, when they do try to keep insert whoever, that they're still able to do so. And and I do want to hit on one other thing because I think a lot of our listeners have probably heard that. DJ Reader, I'm not convinced DJ Reader is is an extension candidate. I I don't think – I don't know. I think there's a path, I guess – but I, I also think that there's a scenario where the Bengals are looking at him and they're like, all right, let's let's let him play this season out, see if he can stay healthy, and then we'll kind of evaluate it from there. I don't it's know. It's really if hard be... with him having pending free agency. He, yeah, he has I, no motivation to take an extension right now, unless there's a um, lot of unless it's unless it's a bar like a, a great deal for him. Which guess what? If it's that deal, why would the Bengals do that when they need to see if he can stay healthy for a full season and be dominant for a full season? Like that's. That's what they would say, and uh, and so uh, we'll see. But I, I don't think that that is is imminent, and I'm much more confident mm-hmm. that a, a T deal, that a Logan deal, that those could get done. The the most similar thing to a Trey Hendrickson extension, the other guy that's in that same situation who Mike we Hilton. haven't talked about as all as an extension candidate is Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. He also has two years left on his deal. There's also money that they could convert to signing bonus there if they choose to try to get one more year out of it. And it's so rare uh, as some cap experts have pointed out for four year contracts to see extensions and, and for mm-hmm. those players to see the life of those deals. And also I believe I was talking to Brad Spielberger about this on Twitter. I believe this is the first time the Bengals have extended a player two years early in the current CBA. It is. Since and, 2011, correct, yes. And Carson Palmer, they, they obviously extended him as early as they possibly could, a different CBA. Uh, and, and the last note on this for me, James, is that when you look at – that was a rookie under, deal too. That was still right, a rookie deal. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the last note for me here is when you look at the Bengals under contract in 2025 now that are part of this Bengals core, Trey Hendrickson now 
along with Orlando Brown, Sam Hubbard, who you mentioned, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson now both through 2025, Alex Kappa, Jermaine Pratt, all of the 2022 and 2023 rookies. So that's Dax Hill's class in this most recent draft class. You're very, very likely, like 99.9% likely to 100% likely to add Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And then I think that the odds of T. Higgins being part of that 2025 year just went up today. And then you could say, you know, maybe Logan Wilson, maybe Mike Hilton, maybe some of these other guys as well. Uh, but that's a pretty strong set of players under contract for, for 2025. Just looking at extending the window, I think, and extending the window with some of your core. And, and so that is something that is potentially exciting because it gives you flexibility in the short term as well. Training camp practice did occur today, James. Some other takeaways we should make sure we talk about just before we get out of here because there was a practice that we haven't talked about hardly at all yet. So we'll finish the show there coming up next. Let's start with a guy who I think there's at least a scenario where he could be part of the the replacement for Mike Hilton long-term. DJ Turner stood out to me again today. Multiple pass breakups. You see the quickness, the athleticism. I think the thing that I I loved was the ball tracking and skills. Last uh, last practice on Wednesday, back shoulder, had no problem defending it, had no problem again today downfield, not losing the ball, being able to get his head around, all of those things that you want in a corner. So I've been really impressed with him. And by the way, I'm not saying he's replacing Mike Hilton. I'm just saying that uh, if you have a DJ Turner, you have a Dax Hill, like you have guys that are young on rookie deals that could theoretically long-term play the slot if you need them to. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I've been really impressed with Turner through two practices. Yeah, he's stood out in a big way. And when you've got Cheeto coming back from injury, Sidney Jones still taking reps with the ones, will Cheeto get – well, will uh, DJ Turner start to get an opportunity with the ones as Cheeto continues to work his way back? Will be something interesting to watch. Will he get his chances to go more against those top three Bengals receivers who are so good – I mean, it's great that he's getting reps against Kwame Lasseter and breaking up passes and, and Stanley Morgan Jr. and Andre Yosevash and these guys, but uh, getting some reps against Jamar Chase is a different beast. And uh, th- that's something that's exciting to watch. What's what's the update on right tackle? Is there a rotation happening there? I saw at least the, the play where Joe Burrow ended up getting getting hurt rolling out. It looked like Jackson Carmel was a right tackle. Yeah, so – they're rotating for sure, and it was rotating days because it was completely flipped, and you saw Jackson Carmen uh, playing that right tackle spot. Jonah was still out there, which is good because I was curious how they would react with Jonah's knee. Yeah, and can he go back to back days? Would they do that early in camp? And obviously, uh, he was able to, which is a good sign because it's really, really hot, and he needs those reps at right tackle. I- I'm not going to shy away here. I think Jonah is going to be the starting right tackle. I also like that they're they're making him earn it a bit, so to speak, and, and making him play with multiple units. But yeah, Jonah was out there and uh and Jackson was with the one. And and I thought Jackson was fine too, you know, but um still think Jonah's the, the favorite there. As I said yesterday, when there are no pads on early in training camp is the best time to evaluate offensive linemen. So what we've learned through two days is that the Bengals have two starting right tackles. They've been, they've been I, fun. I think um, I think the line's going to be good. I do. I, I know what a bad bad line looks like without yeah. pads. You know, I just I really I, I think I'm an expert at that. And so it, they, they haven't looked that way. I, I think uh, 
No scuffles today, by the way, which is certainly a step in the right direction. Trey Hendrickson looked like he got the worst for wear of of that one. We didn't talk much about the scuffle, but there was a scuffle between Orlando Brown Jr. and Trey Hendrickson on Wednesday, and uh, the Bengals felt so bad that they decided to give Trey Hendrickson an extra year. So, um, and obviously, I'm a stand-up comedian, but you know, him having to take that photo with those marks on his neck is uh, is some, uh, well, some football stuff right there. I was told he wanted those marks in the picture. I'm sure. I mean, you could have easily covered them up, but but yeah. he he also I, said it was, I was told he wanted them. He said in the locker room uh, on on Thursday that that was actually from his teammates holding him back. He thinks it was his jersey getting pulled tight around his neck that left those marks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think Brown did that. Like no, I I agree. It just happened because of that, and that would make sense. Yeah. The, like the because of the force of being pulled back. I didn't think that Brown like clawed him. I guess some yeah. may have thought that he's not Wolverine, all right? Well, he's, yeah. I, I honestly, I hope Joe Burrow's Wolverine so he can heal very fast and go yeah. throw footballs by the time you're that in would, town. That would be ideal. I would, I would like to see Joe Burrow in training camp. That would be, that would be great. Not on the golf cart, ideally. I, I really, I, I hate to to speculate too much on this. I wonder what was going on with that calf sleeve. It was noticeable. He wasn't wearing it yesterday. We don't need to go too far into that. Like like I said, like we've said, I'm going to ask you: Do you think you should have been practicing? Do you? Yes or no? I mean, we don't know. I don't know. If if he had if he had tweaked it and he was trying to push through it, then no, because it's day two and it's incredibly hot. But what I could very easily imagine happened is like if that is the case, and this is highly speculative, so probably not much of this has happened. This is just making up a scenario. To be entirely clear. You could very easily imagine that if Joe Burrow was trying to fight through something, that he was lobbying to be on the field and get those reps. And even if I the think, coaching staff wanted to sit him down, he's he's fighting to be on the field. I think he was just sore. Could could be that, and that's what well, Zach like, Taylor like, said, right? Not, like not a not a like the same way you're sore when you go out there and you. I don't know, play tackle football for the first time in ten years, and you're like, mm. oh my god! Like I know they weren't tackling, but you get sore when you do football movements when you haven't done them in a while. Mm-hmm. And even though you go through drills and he's thrown and stuff, it's still different to live bullet it and, and avoid the pass rush and move and stuff. It's just different. Yeah. And uh, I know players after yesterday's practice were saying that uh, specifically some offensive linemen and it's different for offensive line, but it's also the same. So I bet that was it as he was like, Oh no, it's fine. Cause again, I watched him explode off of that leg explode Mm -hmm. like the fastest i've seen to the corner throw it bam and i was like i i had these reports today these radio reports and i was literally at the the three o'clock report i'm like man he looks so damn good Mm -hmm. like he just awesome i raved about him yesterday it was one of my big take i was like how good he looked and, and pretty damn good because he did that's how he practiced so i think he was fine i don't think there was anything lingering yeah, I, I think it was almost a precautionary thing. And then today he happened to pull his calf. That's that's uh that's hot summer training camp stuff. There there are a lot of lower leg. It was hot. It was hot, hot, a, hot, a, hot. a lot of leg injuries this time of year. A lot of soft tissue issues injuries this time of year. That's why you see Adam Schefter's tweet about you know the head coach. He's like, I hate the first two weeks of preseason, and they need to do something different for the ramp up period and all this stuff. But also, as we've been recording, multiple 
national reporters, including Diana Rossini and Albert Breer, have reiterated the calf strain diagnosis. So in case you were nervous that it was only us, there, there's multiple, not that you should ever doubt us. James is literally in the locker room talking to various people there. Uh, multiple reports that it is a calf strain. So hopefully, hopefully he's back soon. And by all accounts, he was having another really good practice. Jamar Chase featured a little bit more today from, from what I understand, James. Is that true? Touchdown, Jamar Chase. He was doing the gritty on Camp Taylor Britt. Yeah, Camp Taylor Britt got beat for a 60-yard TD. It was, uh, oh, boy. That's what happened. yesterday when, uh, and Jamar today. When, when you miss a jam on those guys and you have single high, uh, that, that's how touchdowns happen. Think mm-hmm. back to a couple of years ago. That's how a lot of Jamar Chase's touchdowns happened. And uh, I guess – Closing thoughts? You got the thumbs up from Joe Burrow as he was going off the field. So let's just think keep that okay. in mind. I think he's, he's okay. Like he's okay. Oh. We'll be back Sunday. There will be two more training camp practices between now and then. There may or may not be some extensions. We didn't have time to talk about if this. There's, if there's breaking stuff, we'll have you covered, by the way, just to we be will. clear. I'm sure you would have said it, but, you know. We will. And, and one thing that we didn't have time to go into in detail today is the fifth day after training camp starts, which is Saturday, correct? Am I, am I doing that right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, nope, Sunday. that's Sunday. So Sunday Monday. or Saturday, there's a roster bonus due. Five days after, I believe, training camp starts, there's a roster bonus due to Joe Burrow. And that, uh, who was it? It was, a, it was a national reporter who was in L.A. covering the Chargers. And he, he's the one that brought this up. And then I talked to Andre Perotta about it uh, on Twitter. And if the Bengals want to use that, it was Jonathan Jones who, who reported this. If the Bengals want to take that roster bonus and put it into the signing bonus to spread the cap hit out for Joe Burrow, that roster bonus is due on the fifth day after the start of training camp, which is Sunday. So if the Bengals want to do anything to, to make that money flexible – and not have that roster bonus count entirely in this year. They want to start to prorate it like they can with the rest of the signing bonus and the rest of the salary. That could serve as something of a deadline for for Joe Burrow's extension. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to get it done before Sunday. But when you read between the lines there, and that was a a good shout from Jonathan Jones, and somebody, somebody sent me that tweet, and I'd have to go way back in my replies to find it. But thank you for sending me this. Uh, That is a good catch that, that could be, something that we're keeping an eye on this weekend. So we'll have you covered if that happens. Otherwise, we're back after two more practices. We'll hopefully get some more information about Joe Burrow's injury. We'll get to see a couple more training camp practices and see who's who's playing well. And we'll be back Sunday for all of that if nothing breaks before then. Until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.